Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. And we have now officially made it farther in the podcast attempt than we did last week. <laughs> we got everything set up, all organized, did our scratch recording to make sure the mic was working. And I said, hello. And what? And as soon as I was saying anything after that, the baby started crying. Yeah. So we stopped and we're like, okay, well, let's just see. And it just, it, was too late. It was already at 9.30 when we were starting. I had come home, hadn't even had dinner. Anyway. Oh, yeah, so, that was rough last week. We tried like yeah. every day. <laughs> and failed like every we day. Try, we're going to try on the weekend and it kept getting foiled. I know. So here we are. We're finally back at it. Thank you for your patience. It must have been terrible to have a week without us. <laughs> they missed us so much. It was terrible for us to open up Anchor and see that we were so low in listenership for last week because there was nothing new. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we are reading um, and discussing the fifth article of faith. And frankly, we're sick of discussing the fifth article of faith. <laughs> talking about for two weeks. Yes, we've been talking about it forever now. So uh, we're ready to finally get some thoughts recorded and move on with our lives. Yeah. See, we we try to talk about it a little, but not like too much because we don't want to just sound like we're just yeah, just repeating rehearsed everything. or whatever yeah. and boring. So we've been touching on it a lot, but we've been mostly wondering if we just don't know anything about it and don't understand it because it seems kind of obvious. Yeah. And then it seems like maybe we're missing a lot. We did some intensive research reading from. The friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, wait, we did not. <laughs> we we brought up, up an article we thought was really intelligent, <laughs> yeah. and we saw it was from the friend <laughs> online. Like, this is a great perspective. I hadn't thought about this layer. <laughs> what is this article in? Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, like an activity ne- below. <laughs> yeah, the next page of the PDF is a coloring page. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry you guys have to listen to us, but hey... If something we say is slightly entertaining, at least you're getting that. It makes them feel smart. Yes. <laughs> it's a double bluff psyop. Yeah. We pretend like we know what we're talking about, <laughs> but actually don't. So the people listening can think, I knew that. <laughs> we have one up on them and they've been members for like their whole life. <laughs> it's a good service we provide to the world. <laughs> All right, so without further ado, the fifth article of faith is, We believe that a man must be called of God by prophecy and by the laying on of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. When I was a kid, I used to get hung up on the grammar and the structure of this one, Mm -hmm. so... I used to toggle between interpreting it how it's actually written, where it's saying that the way that a man must be called in order to preach the gospel and minister in the ordinances thereof. Mm-hmm. And I would then sometimes interpret it as saying that a man must be called of God by prophesying by the laying out of hands by those who are in authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I would always get super confused. Yeah. And it wasn't, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit, it wasn't until we actually picked it apart preparing for this that I realized that 
the first way doesn't make any sense because yeah. you're not ever saying what he needs to be called to do. Yeah. He needs to be called of God by these special people. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's just the end. Yeah. <laughs> called of God to do what? Anyway, I don't <laughs> know if that made any sense to anyone but me, but I'm just going to enjoy that little amusement that I totally didn't catch how stupid my second interpretation was until I was in my 30s. Well, you have to grow in the gospel. <clears throat> and it's one of those things that you just repeat so much that it doesn't, you know, like you don't comprehend it as much because yeah. you've heard it so many times. When you're a kid, at least when we were a kid in the youth programs, it wasn't ever from my memory about understanding what they were about. It was about memorizing them and repeating them back super fast. Like yes. we memorized it in class. And if you could say it right then to the teacher, they'd like check you off like you got it. Yeah. And That's how it when was. you graduated primary, you'd go up and quote one that you had I memorized. Know. And you'd always do the second one because it's like <laughs> one sentence. I was so <laughs> pious. I did the 13th article of faith. Yeah, the know-it-alls did that. Surprised you didn't. <laughs> no, I have no I don't remember what one I did, but I don't I probably did a medium one because yeah. I was definitely uh I liked memorizing things, so. Yeah, I would pro I don't remember either, but I probably did whatever was super short because I memorized poetry in my free time because mm. I had no friends. <laughs> so I'm not going to assume Sad, that I didn't memorize a long article. Of threw a football to one end of the yard, but <laughs> grabbed it, threw it back the other way, and That's then memorized what catch some was. poems. <laughs> my mother was my friend <laughs> and my teacher. True story. Okay, so we're talking about people, men being called of God in order to preach the gospel and minister the ordinances thereof. Let's mm -hmm. take this aspect apart right off the bat. Are we only talking about men? And are we only talking about administering in the ordinances of the priesthood? Because I hear it talked about in terms of like preaching the gospel and missionary work and mm -hmm. callings and all those things. And that mm -hmm. would apply to men and women. Mm -hmm. But then it specifically says men, a man must be called of God, mm -hmm. not men like in the sense that we're like talking mankind. about mankind. Mm -hmm. And at the end, it's specifically saying preach the gospel, which is okay, cool. And administer in the ordinances thereof so priesthood ordinances are only performed by men even though men and women have priesthood power yeah could it apply to both i guess i don't know and i don't I have an answer i think so <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> it's a little bit unclear for me hmm do you think it's referring more to like the a man specifically to like Who's holding keys of the priesthood to administer to those under him? Yeah, well, if it's saying administer in the ordinances thereof, meaning the ordinances of the gospel, mm -hmm. men administer in the ordinance of the gospel being baptism, mm -hmm. the sacrament, temple ordinances, priesthood blessings, ordainings. Yeah, well, there's women who apart, do temple but, ordinances, too. But Yeah, but then there's women that do temple ordinances, and everyone is blessed by them, uh -huh. by all of those things. But it's saying administer. So that's why, I don't know, I, I don't think we have to get super hung up on the man part, on whether it's talking about men and women. It just, mm -hmm. that part stuck out, stood out to me when I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um. I guess let's discuss both ways, though. Okay, so if it was applying only to men, then mm -hmm. it's only talking about gospel preaching the gospel and then gospel ordinances mm -hmm. um 
if it if you want to apply it to men and women, then it could mu- just as easily be applied to callings, mm-hmm. missionary work, and even the delegation of keys. Not not the ordinances, mm-hmm. but the delegation of priesthood keys under the direction of your bishop or stake president or whoever holds the keys of yeah. whatever work you're doing. Yeah. I um, mean, in the friend article, it had talked about it being more of the second one you're talking right. about with the being. And that's the ultimate authority. I mean, if it, <laughs> it said it there. It funny to be referencing <laughs> that again. but It was probably written by a staffer who knew exactly what the Lord's <laughs> will was. <laughs> I know, but yeah. I tend to think that that may be more of what it's about. Yeah. Because I think, it applies I think it can be to both. more of the church. Not that like if it was talking about just a man, men only, it would still apply to women too. Because obviously we're all members of the church and are blessed by right. those things. But Yeah. Well, I think it can apply to the structure of the priesthood mm-hmm. as well as to the power of the priesthood. Um, and as we studied in Come Follow Me recently, like there's the the priesthood hierarchy or patriarchy of priesthood lineage and, and mm-hmm. ordinations. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely true. Like, you know, the, the priesthood could not be taken on anyone by themselves. They uh-huh. can't say, I just want to have the priesthood. Yeah. There's scriptural examples of whatever the dude was who wanted to buy the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sorry, bro, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. You can't do that. And then there, that was my new Testament quotation. I hope everyone appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> paraphrased in the ni dude version <laughs> and then um there's biblical examples uh, i mean sorry old testament examples mm-hmm. of exactly how like that line of authority was and then in the restoration we know that the priesthood was had to be passed as a direct chain back to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So even my own priesthood line of authority goes back all the way to Joseph Smith and then goes to the apostles mm-hmm. and then goes to Jesus Christ. So all this to say that aspect of it is clear that, mm-hmm. that it has to be by yes. ordination laying on of hands. You can't say you take it on yourself. Yep. You can't just it, decide I'm going to have it and then have it. Right. It has to be by prophecy, mm-hmm. which it says here. And you have to be called of God. Mm -hmm. So none of those things are things that we get to elect ourselves to or get to choose of our own. Yeah. Or get to aspire to or be qualified for under some worldly definition. Mm -hmm. Um, So that all applies in the first sense. In the second sense, I agree. I think there is some cool things you can think about because then that opens up to... um, even just thinking in terms of like people's callings and their sphere of responsibility within their calling Mm -hmm. and respecting that the priesthood keys that authorize that person in that sphere of responsibility are only delegated to that person in that sphere of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't like the way your relief society president is running things, you don't get to go up to her and be like, I'm sorry. I think you should be (laughs) X, Y, and Z because I'm more enlightened. Well, yeah, if that's the thing I think that people struggle with a lot um, in the church these days. And I know it has been hard for me, like, in the past, like, before when I was still kind of growing my testimony and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. to realize that there are, like, authority levels (laughs) that people have. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but, like, 
just because you don't, maybe you don't like somebody or they don't jive with you or whatever, and they're called as bishop, then what do you do? Like, <laughs> yeah. um, if you're at that point where you're like thinking, well, I just have my own authority. I just do my own thing mm -hmm. or whatever. That's not what's wrong, mm -hmm. basically. Um, I'm not sure how to say it, but. Well, it's a like, form of pride if you're thinking yeah. you know better. Yeah. And so then you must be right. Exactly. And don't you feel like you see that a lot with people questioning like the prophets and like yep. apostles and just as a giant example, because mm -hmm. we know that they're speaking truth. Right. There yeah. are more flawed versions of that at a smaller level, like bishops and things like that, yeah. which sometimes they'll make mistakes or things like that, but they still have that priesthood authority to be acting as the bishop of the ward. So mm -hmm. like, Obviously, they can make mistakes, but you still have to be supporting them in their calling and realizing that that's how that works. <laughs> well, and recognize that there's a difference between being infallible mm -hmm. and still being called of God. God doesn't say, I called this person to be in this position because I know they'll never make a mistake. Yeah. But he also doesn't call them to that position because he has no confidence in them. So there's, there mm -hmm. can be, both can be true. They can be a fallible human being mm -hmm. and they can be called of God and have the full trust and confidence of God. And that's why they were placed there. Mm -hmm. Except for Brigham Young, he never made any mistakes. Hashtag <laughs> Brigham Young did nothing wrong. So what I do in my mind, what I try to think about is who's under the biggest condemnation if, Let's say my elders quorum president decides to assign me a family that I know I don't get along with. Uh -huh. And I don't want them on my ministering list. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, if he had just known that I don't like them or that I don't get along with them, yeah. he wouldn't have given that family to me. So yeah. I need to just inform him that he needs to take them off my list. That's just a made up example. That's not real. But if that were the case, who's under more condemnation? Him? Even if he had not prayed about it, had not considered it mm -hmm. under the spirit and just put them on my list, mm -hmm. but I still go along with it and I faithfully do my duty mm -hmm. or me, if I refuse to do that and go back and tell him, excuse me, you need to change this decision. Yeah. Now, if he was inspired, then there's no question about it. I'm way more under condemnation because mm -hmm. that was inspired of the Lord. And I'm trying to push back against that. Mm -hmm. But even if he wasn't inspired of the Lord and it just came from him, mm -hmm. my act of questioning it or of assuming that I was a mistake and mm -hmm. that I know more than him is denying that he was called of God, denying that there's prophecy mm -hmm. and denying the powers of keys and the delegation of keys that he's received from the Bishop to be the eldest grown president or I guess, I think that's a state presidency calling, actually. So maybe it's under the state presidency. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but at any rate, that's something that I am I'm denying all of those things when I bring that into question. So I try to keep it that perspective and mm -hmm. think, okay, even if I don't like what I'm being told, which occasionally, you know, there are things yeah. that I don't agree with. Yeah. In the local leadership. Yeah. Our kids wearing masks is one of them. Mm -hmm. I hate them having to wear masks. I hate masks. that too, yeah. But the fact that it came in an email from the state president and not just a random guideline that someone exactly. said, well, then I feel like the Lord will bless me more for following that guideline mm -hmm. than arrogantly rebelling. And you start to build up those reps of comfort with obeying 
and trusting the Lord rather than looking for any possible reason to rebel. Yeah. Because then you get comfortable dismissing your bishop mm-hmm. and then it's a little easier to dismiss your stake president mm-hmm. and then it starts to become easier to dismiss the brethren and the prophet oh yeah and before you That's know it point. you don't even care what god says mm-hmm. because you only will take what you think feels right yeah if it seems good and logical to my worldview then it's okay and right anything that doesn't fit with my worldview must not be of god because i wouldn't be possibly <laughs> have to change i know right god would only th- give advice and revelation that i already knows sound (laughs) i know i think i think everybody that's had a calling has probably had a time where the person that was like above them in authority asked them to do something that they're like didn't agree with yeah (laughs) i mean we're not talking about off cases where they're like totally abusing their authority like you know just as a you know disclaimer yeah they try to tell you to cover up an affair because it's their friend that they don't want to get in trouble so like there's cases where things like that happen but like (laughs) but we're talking about just generally speaking yeah like having the relief society president ask you to do something and you're like i didn't like (laughs) i didn't want to do that like you're using the example with the ministering and stuff like that i think everybody's had that where they kind of just the person like rubbed them the wrong way when mm-hmm. they were asking or it was something you disagreed with. But the t- I'm trying to think of specific times. I've definitely had times where I felt like that happened and I still went along with it and actually ended up being the right thing. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times it ends up being the right thing. And even if it isn't, sometimes I, you the Lord know. can qualify your efforts mm-hmm. and bless you for your efforts and for your focus and faithfulness because he think about it. He's, relying on all of us to be the physical hands to run the church, to keep the church going. Every position that exists in a ward is an unpaid Mm -hmm. volunteer position. And that person was called to be there. It's impossible to assume, or, or I should say you would be totally out of your mind to assume that that's going to go flawlessly. Mm -hmm. There are going to be mistakes. There are going to be errors. There are going to be failings and shortcomings. What's amazing, though, is how much the Lord can accomplish despite those shortcomings. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're accom- helping him accomplish his work despite others' shortcomings more by highlighting those shortcomings? Or are you helping the Lord's work more by having patience mm-hmm. and grace with others' shortcomings? and expecting that they have that with you, right? So it's yeah. like you you either have the larger focus of the gospel in mind and think, okay, my bishop sometimes may put his foot in his mouth mm-hmm. and I'm just going to kind of laugh it off or mm-hmm. help if I'm in a situation where I can help smooth things over, help smooth things over, whatever I can yeah. to help navigate that because I know that he's the leader of the ward. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, can you believe what the bishop said? I'm so offended. I'm going to tell everybody I know that he said this thing. Yeah. Only one of those is actually building the kingdom. Yeah. The other is building your own self-righteousness mm-hmm. and building a wedge between you and your bishop, which is by extension, a wedge between you and God. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an example of somebody in our family that somewhat recently. Okay. I'm hesitant mm-hmm. to bring it up. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. They're not listening. Okay. Um, there's no chance that... that that person's ever going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay, so the person was <laughs> was supposed to teach a lesson, mm-hmm. and then the person that was in primary, the person that was the in the presidency, the other person, 
after she'd already planned the lesson, had said, we don't need you to do that after all. And this original person that planned the lesson, family member, um, was super offended by that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe the person, the president or whatever, mm-hmm. was inspired that she needed to teach something different. Mm-hmm. Or maybe she was just mistaken. She just forgot that she'd confused. asked the person to, to plan Thoughtless. a lesson. Either way. Okay, so that this family member just quit her calling and didn't go back to church. Mm-hmm. So the results of that are either, well... She didn't know what the reasoning was for the person to ask her to do that. So now she doesn't teach lessons anymore. She doesn't share the gospel with the people she was sharing it with, which could have been a huge blessing for her and for the people that she was teaching. So it's a lose-lose in all ways. And it's really frustrating to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I can understand why. But that's just an example, a recent example for me that brings that up is that You don't need to question that. Maybe it bugs you and you could say, man, that really bugged me. I don't mm-hmm. know why it happened, but. But I'm going to move on because move on. I recognize that this person was called of God and was ordained by the laying on of hands to exactly. do this calling. Um, another aspect of this is recognizing that priesthood keys can be delegated and even when you have keys delegated to you, it, whether through a specific calling or through an assignment, mm-hmm. um, which often happens, bishops that de- delegate things just by assignment to members of the ward, mm-hmm. that you are entitled to receive revelation according to that assignment or that sphere of responsibility that's been delegated to you through that priesthood leader's keys. Mm-hmm. But you are not entitled to receive revelation pertaining to other spheres of responsibility. So let me give an example. The bishop says, I want you to take care of picking up the um, food storage, or not food storage, the bishop storehouse Uh food for the next couple of months. Mm -hmm. I really need your help with that. So can you take care of coordinating, picking it up, making sure that somebody's there to pick it up each uh, each time, every couple weeks. So that's your assignment. You might feel inspired by now having that delegated to you to ask a less active brother who normally doesn't, isn't involved mm-hmm. if he can help pick it up. And that may be an inspired thing that will help spark him to become reactivated. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Okay. Little things like that. Yeah. You can receive that revelation. Totally would make sense. Yeah, You're entitled sense. to it. What it doesn't authorize you to do is to receive revelation on who the next Relief Society president no. <laughs> is going to be, right? But the bishop gave me an assignment, so I'm practically the bishop now. Yeah. Or even, you know, slightly closer related, but not directly under your purview, you then say, oh, well, I thought that these other five families should get food orders, mm-hmm. so I'm authorizing it. Like, yeah, there's, exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't have that ability. You're not so, going to go offer it to people. Would you like to receive food orders? I right. felt like you needed <laughs> And you're never going to receive revelation for someone who has keys over your jurisdiction or has a stewardship over you, but you mm-hmm. that your stewardship doesn't extend to them. So your stewardship usually is those within your calling in whatever capacity you have mm-hmm. and your family mm-hmm. and yourself. And that's where it bothers me. And there's a lot of people who try to use either previous callings mm-hmm. or current callings as authority clout yeah and so they say well i'm a bishop Mm -hmm. and i think you should blah 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 yeah 
as soon as you step outside of your ward boundaries, your opinion is your opinion. You're not going to receive revelation for the general membership of the yeah. church. You're not going to receive revelation that contradicts the prophet or the apostles that is accurate or valid. Yeah. Um, and especially, I see this all the time, especially online, especially if you're a previous X, Y, or Z. People oh. are like, well, I was even a bishop in the church, so I know. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. No, you at one point in time were qualified. Yeah. You at one point in time were ordained and God called you to the work. Mm -hmm. You had hands laid on you. You were set apart. That is no more. So that setting apart is for the duration of when you need it. And when you're released, it's a release of that setting apart. Yeah. And that so, does make a huge difference though. Like when I've had callings before where I was. Yeah where I was set apart for them, like as a teacher or as Relief Society president, then you feel the <laughs> right. like floodgates kind of, of information. Like just for example, as a teacher, yeah. when I would plan the lessons, I'd have tons of ideas about things to ask and right. different ideas of things to add in and, you know, things like that. Yeah. But then as a student later, I could read the lessons and I never got that. Like right. I have an idea here or there, but like, yeah. you know, it's not like a, no, I need true. to share this. I need to share that. I remember when I was uh, the board music chairman and it was my responsibility to choose the hymns for sacrament meeting. Yeah. And I would have these incredible inspirations for like, you know, yeah. a specific hymn for a specific Sunday. And I had no idea why, but I'd feel inspired. And then yeah. that Sunday, like, you know, the topic of the talk would be different in some way and it would match perfectly to what yeah. hymn I chose, or there'd be some event that was happening that I had no idea would, yeah. you know, like I'd, I'd plan them out months ahead. Uh -huh. And like the week before some event would happen, it would totally Shift relate it. to. Yeah. And so I remember having those experiences and always being really you know, humbled and, and excited. But mm -hmm. now I barely even notice <laughs> what hymn I'm singing while I'm singing it. I know. Like, I don't even think about the words <laughs> half the time because I'm preoccupied. Yeah. So, yeah, it is really cool that you have that that added access to revelation mm -hmm. pertaining to your specific sphere of responsibility. Yeah. And I mean, I do see people like you're saying before that are kind of like, well, I was once that calling and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I never have that probably just because I work on my self-confidence, <laughs> but I'm yeah. always like, I'm grateful they're doing that. They're doing it way better <laughs> yeah. than I did. <laughs> That's so usually my not thought, gonna, not I could do that better than that. <laughs> not going to condescendingly counsel the general authorities on all of their social media posts. I don't think so. You know, it's really <laughs> understood what you were saying you know there's some contradictory messages oh in your message here anyway um cool well i think we've talked about most of what we've yeah. scattered talked about over the last couple of weeks <laughs> yeah. is there anything else you wanted to add in or that not really thoughts that that pieces had? together fine it's just a lot yeah. of thoughts about i know this was kind of a weird i'll be honest this probably is going to be the end up being the hardest article of faith Mm -hmm. Out of all of them, all the other ones, I have a lot of a lot to say and a yeah. lot of clear thoughts. This one just felt a little ambiguous. Yeah. So, if you guys I mean, have better ideas, I can see why it's important. Oh because yeah, because of what we talked about. It's, all that stuff is super important and really crucial to the totally church. Just it's more seems more of a like organizational. One, yeah, it's a structural almost. like priesthood line of authority. This is where why we are Christ's one yeah. true church. Yeah. All of that. But that all feels so self-evident. So to just talk about that for Sometimes a whole podcast like, felt boring. Well, yeah. So we were trying to think like, what other aspects can we think about? This? <laughs> but this is more of a clear cut one. Mm -hmm. it, it basically is, this is why 
no one can take the priesthood honor to themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is why no other church bears the power, the priesthood power of God or is Christ's church mm-hmm. with its fullness. Yeah. So it's awesome. I'm glad we have it. Yeah. But I'm also relieved to not have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. Ever? <laughs> it's still article. I'm eight. done. <laughs> I'm going to skip straight from four to six. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for your patience. I know it must have been a harrowing couple of weeks. We'll try to not have to do that to you again. Although no promises when we're we in the middle of the move. We might but. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say something else about. Oh, and we'll do in a couple of episodes, we'll do another update on the moving. But just to give a brief update, things are still rocking. We're still, uh, things are clicking into place. Yep. It's becoming real. We've already resigned and given our uh, notice with our landlords. So (laughs) it's kind of like the old, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. We don't have to end up in Arkansas, but we can't stay in California. (laughs) So we'll see where it leads us. Yeah. We definitely appreciate all the nice comments and encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been helpful. We're mostly positive, but yeah, Yeah. we're excited, but it's, it's cool to have, um, encouragement and and people rooting for us so thank you guys Mm -hmm. thank you for listening and we'll talk to you about article of faith number six hopefully next week (laughs) on the next episode bye everybody bye